Hello, Movie Marathoners, and welcome to the Movie Marathoners Sundance 5K series, a series of short episodes centered on the films released at the 2021 Sundance Film Festival. I'm your host, Mati, and in this episode, I'm joined by Thomas Stoneham Judge from For Real Movie News and Reviews, and we are reviewing On the Count of Three. Thomas, how are you doing? How's your festival been so far? It has been exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> but in a good way. I mean, I'm sitting here with my 20-ounce triple shot latte, and I hope, I hope that it's going to get me through the rest of today. <laughs> I unmis- like I mistakenly started a movie yesterday, I think at around midnight, and I had to call oh. quits after an hour because I was like, it's just not clicking with me right now. So yeah. I'm going to have to rewatch Into the Earth today. But um, Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well... Let's get straight into it. Uh, Just as a reminder, every Sundance 5K series episode will be completely spoiler free. And today we are talking about On the Count of Three. So first, a synopsis. Two guns, two best friends, and a pack to end their lives when the day is done. On the Count of Three stars Jared Carmichael and Christopher Abbott. It is written by Ari Katcher, Ryan Welch, and David Carrico. And it is also directed by Jared Carmichael in his directorial debut. So, Thomas, it is the morning of Sunday the 30th. We watched this film last night. It was pretty late your time, so we were like, let's sleep on it instead of doing immediate thoughts. But now that you've had, I guess, you know, an evening to sit on it, what are your thoughts on On the Count of Three? Yeah, so Saturday the 30th. I know days kind of blend together. Ah, Um, What did I say? (laughs) uh, Sunday, but, you know, (laughs) like I said, the festival just kind of blends time together. It's all the same thing. Um. Yeah, so I, I do like to to sit on a movie and and give it some thought. Um, so I'm happy that we I got to get some sleep, a little bit of sleep, a few hours, and and kind of think about it. Um, but I I really really like this movie. It's interesting because it's the second I guess I'm going to call it uh, best friend death sentence movie <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I watched at the festival. Um, What's and, the other uh, one? The other one is uh, one for the road. Oh, right. Yeah, true. Yep, yep, yep. So, so yeah, it, it's it's a really good or I guess an interesting premise. And I'm I'm excited to at least take a few minutes to kind of talk about the themes in this movie and and kind of how the narrative plays out. Uh, so, yeah, I think this will be a good discussion. Yeah, I also really, really loved this movie. It just worked completely for me. And I mean, before we start, I guess we should say that this film is definitely not a light romp. If you saw the synopsis and you were like, that sounds like an entertaining time. I mean, it's um it's it's very heavy themes. And so definitely you need a trigger warning going into this that it uh there are some depictions of suicide in it. So um or at least some suicide attempts. So it's not for everyone and I think that's perfectly fair and you need to think about that when evaluating whether this film is for you. But for me, it's completely for me. This is a true dark comedy emphasis on the dark emphasis on the comedy. I think it's hilarious, but it's also very, very um, sad, I guess is the word. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I agree with all of that. Dark comedy for sure. You know, what's interesting is I actually didn't find it uh, as funny as I was expecting to, which is oh, really? fine. It didn't uh, that didn't take away from the movie at all. I actually really appreciated the drama uh, and the darkness of the and the heaviness of the movie. But no, I I didn't find myself laughing too much, and it's actually ironic. But it, this has um, Jerry Carmichael and Tiffany Haddish has has a small uh, supporting role in this as well. But mm-hmm. most of the, most of the things I did find funny actually came from Christopher Abbott. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the the non comedian in the film. So that was uh, 
So that was kind of an interesting surprise. I really do like his character. And, uh, and Christopher Abbott has quickly become one of my favorite actors over this past year. Um, so it was really nice to see him take on another different kind of role here and be kind of that comic relief of this movie. He definitely tends to be the more serious character in this. I don't know if you've seen um, The World to Come yet, but he's in that and is a very serious, unfunny character. So it, you're right. It's really fun to see him kind of have a little fun, which is interesting that we're talking about this movie with that. But because he is the one that is um, not hospitalized, institutionalized, I guess, yeah, uh, for yeah. his suicidal tendencies. And he's been institutionalized his whole life. So it's not a like inherently comedic character but just the way that he delivers some of his lines i think is beautiful timing yeah yeah for sure and he i don't want to say like maybe goofy is not the right word but he just kind of has this like this kind of off personality i guess mm -hmm. in, in this movie and it's and it's very very different from what i've seen him in before uh which was which was refreshing and nice and i i'm i like i i'm happy that he's not getting um typecasted uh Absolutely. in movies um so it's it's really cool to see to see and and again like i said ironic um that this very serious movie uh he is the bubbly character he's the the comedic uh relief in the film and uh, and so that was a very nice uh pleasant surprise i also found that jared carmichael was pretty funny for me at least like i think his deadpan delivery of some of the things that he says like <laughs> come on man this isn't family feud stop trying to right. guess what i'm saying some of that, that stuff <laughs> really worked for me uh so i i really just thought it was a, an incredibly funny movie but maybe it's mm -hmm. me you know being particularly attuned to that type of dark comedy but or it could be me just to a, a very heavily invested in the in the dramatic part of the narrative you know I, I i do i really did um kind of connect with what they were saying here or at least what they were the themes that they were um uh trying to get across uh it it, it was it was interesting just watching everything unfold and kind of seeing the topics that they touch on. And that's, that's kind of what I invested into this movie. Yeah. So what did you kind of overall take away from the film, the, the main themes, the ideas that you're talking about here? You know what? So um, like we mentioned, this, this is a very heavy topic, very heavy uh, story about suicide. Uh, mm. and, and I don't think we talk enough about that. And, and I think that we should, because it's, you know, the, the topic of depression um, is is something that I still think has taboo kind of wrapped around it. And and, and like I said, I don't think that we talk about it enough. And so it, this I think this movie brings that topic to the forefront of the entertainments of the story and and really kind of puts it front and center so that people can walk away from the film and, and have hopefully very robust conversations about it, because there are two very different perspectives here. Uh, when mm -hmm. it comes to suicide, there's Jared Carmichael's perspective, which is, you know, I'm I'm having a really tough time with life right now. I, I don't want to wake up tomorrow. I don't want to have to keep dealing with the same stuff every day. Um, and so that's why I want to commit suicide. And then you have uh, Christopher Abbott's character who has dealt with depression his entire life. And, and child trauma also comes up as a, as a topic here. And, and he says he's tried everything and nothing works. And, and I think that that's something that comes up when uh, suicide is a theme in, in a movie. But I don't think that movies have taken that topic to the place that uh, On the Count of Three does. Because it kind of, it, I don't know, for me, it, it kind of says, 
well, what if there is some, what if there's something that we should be talking about with that perspective? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this idea that you have tried everything, this is just really, um, you know, the, the depression and the difficulties of dealing with how you're feeling and what if, and, and you've tried everything, what if there is something more that we need to discuss with that? And that was, that really pulled on me, especially at the end of the movie, which no spoilers here, but um, it's, it's very interesting how the movie ends and the, in the conclusion that it comes to. Yeah. The ending is very great because I think it's a very realistic ending in the sense mm-hmm. that, you know, it's not necessarily a complete happy ending and there are multiple scenes in the movie where they do something because as the synopsis said, it's sort of their their plans are to do the things that they want to do on their last day on earth, so to speak. And so they do a lot of things and you're like, there's no way that they're going to get away with this. And, and I like that the film does handle that and address that. And I really like how you put it, that this idea of suicide in general is almost like a taboo. And the way that this film includes comedy into it in and of itself is like pushing buttons by saying that we can joke about these things. And it it's not disrespectful by any means or anything like that, but it does like, I feel like you don't rarely see characters like Kevin who are this depressed and this ready to commit suicide, but also still able to joke with their friends and have some fun and do this goofy stuff, as you say. So I, I really do love that the film normalizes these conversations. And I think that this film also does some clever stuff where it sort of relates the idea of being uncomfortable talking about things like suicide to other things that a lot of people are really uncomfortable talking about, like race and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, there's some funny moments where Jared Carmichael's character is like, why are you talking about this? I just want to die. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's just, I don't know, it's a really lovely film. And you're right, it, it does make you want to have conversations like this. Yeah. And, and I really hope that people do, uh, you know, it's, it's, it is a very heavy topic, but the, I think that it's a very serious one and one that people struggle with in the real world every day. And, and, and like you said, like, you know, Kevin's character, he functions normally. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't know his, his issues with depression, you, you have no idea. Right. So, so, you know, being, having conversations about being aware of that with people and, and knowing that just because someone is functioning normally and, and going about their daily life, it doesn't mean that they, they don't have things that they need to address and talk out. And so there, there's a lot that you can, that you can take away from his character, how he functions and what he feels. Yeah. And I also really like that the Jared Carmichael character, uh, Val, the, the resolution that his character comes to is not just an exploration of suicide, but it's also the film's way of exploring kind of the most relatable thing that you can possibly put in a film. And it's like finding a reason to live. Mm-hmm. And I think what this film does with that aspect is also just beautiful, mm-hmm. frankly. Like it's it's a really beautiful depiction of finding a purpose in life or like realizing what you have or not realizing what you have until it's gone or it's threatened. And I mean, I think that's a pretty cliche thing to have in a film, but I think it really works in this one for sure. It does work. And actually, one of the things I really appreciate is that that's the route that they took rather than this more because what I was at, at once they made the pact, what I the direction I thought that they were going to go is kind of this like YOLO kind mm-hmm. of um, theme. 
where, you know, do whatever you want and do crazy things and meaningless things and whatever, it doesn't matter. But I think that the journey that they have throughout this day, there's a lot of purpose and intention behind why they're doing it. And, and that kind of surprised me uh, just because there is so much opportunity here to do cliche stuff like YOLO, uh, YOLO kind of um, uh, actions. And, and I like that there is more purpose to it here and more reasoning behind the thinking of what they're doing or what they choose to do and why they choose to do it. I mean, you see that with Kevin and the therapist that he had, there was a very, and he explains it out why they have to um, go on that particular mission. And then uh, Val, he goes and, and does his mission for the, uh, you know, the reason he ultimately uh, finds for, for living. I'm trying not to spoil too much here, but like yeah. there, is, <laughs> there is intentionality in, in, in the thing that they're doing. And I, and I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. What you're saying about their idea of not doing the, the YOLO thing reminds me a lot of Palm Springs. Uh, and yeah. I feel like these two would be very great companion pieces because they're sort of the the extremes of existence, right? You've got either one day left to live on Earth or you've got the rest of days to live on Earth. So it's right. uh, it'd be an interesting double feature. Yeah, it would be. Actually, that's, that's a really good point. Huh. <laughs> so just to close us out, since we're the Movie Marathoners podcast over here, Thomas, I, I just like to ask a stupid running question at the end of each of these. <laughs> Let's yeah. say you're running a marathon and inevitably at some point in every marathon, there's going to be a point that you want to quit. So running with you, would you rather have as your mile 20 hype man, Kevin or Val? Who do you think would be best for you? Uh, <laughs> who would be best or who would I want? Val actually makes a statement about this uh, in the movie. He's, he says, uh, I can't remember the exact quote, but he pretty much talks about quitters and why do we frown upon that? It means that you can stop doing what you didn't want to do in the first place. Um, so, so he I would choose, just be like, yeah, it's okay to quit. <laughs> yep. I choose, I choose Val. Like, yeah, we got far enough. That was, that was, that was awful. We can, we can be done now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't want to grind out that last 6.2. Mm, no. And you know what? Now that I think about it, I don't know if Kevin would want to either. In fact, I don't think Kevin would have even started. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, Kevin is the friend that, yes, he may want to kill himself, but I think he genuinely wants the best for his friends. So I think I would pick Kevin just because I feel like he'd have that kind of energy that I needed for that last uh, six miles. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I still choose Val, <laughs> but that's yeah, a good absolutely. for Kevin. <laughs> awesome. Th Thomas, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, where can people find your work online? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, you can find my content. I am I'm trying to put out as much content as I can and trying to keep people updated on what I'm doing uh, with Sundance. So you can find um, my content at moviesforreal.net. That's for real spelled F-O-R-R-E-E-L. Um, and also connect with me on social media. Um, the uh, site's social media is at moviesforreal on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And then you can also find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at beingtsj. Awesome. And I'll provide all of that stuff in the show notes. So be sure to check out Thomas's stuff. Thanks for joining me again, Thomas. Yeah, thank you. This has been a Movie Marathoner's Sundance 5K series episode reviewing On the Count of Three. Lovely film. Check it out when you can. Be sure to stay tuned for more Sundance coverage. You can find all of our Sundance 5K series and the main feature episodes of Movie Marathoners, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, at our website, evergreenpodcasts.com slash movie dash marathoners or wherever you listen to podcasts 
Thanks so much for listening. And remember that life's a marathon. So let's take it one movie at a time. Hello, everyone. My name is Matt Neglia, and I am the host of the Next Best Picture podcast, part of the Film Entertainment Awards website, nextbestpicture.com. On our show, we explore all year long what is possibly going to win Best Picture at the Oscars. We do this by conducting interviews with people within the film industry, holding weekly reviews of the latest theatrical releases, and on our main show, where we dive into various different topics, answer your fan questions, and also do our best to explore Oscar history's past in hopes that it will tell us something new for this upcoming award season race. We hope that you will join us on all of the various podcasting networks. We look forward to seeing you over at nextbestpicture.com.